While at the 2017 IndieWeb Summit, I sat down with some of the participants to ask, why did you get involved with the IndieWeb? I talked with 12 IndieWeb community members whom you've heard here over the past 12 weeks. Next weekend, on September 30th and October 1st, I'll be attending IndieWeb Camp NYC where I plan to do another series of interviews. If you're attending, I'd love to interview you. If you've enjoyed these interviews so far, I'd love your feedback. The quickest way to reach me is to join the IndieWeb chat and mention me by my nickname, Schmarty. You can join the chat via IRC, Slack, or even the web. Instructions are available at IndieWeb.org discuss. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon. Hello and welcome to This Week in the IndieWeb Audio Edition for the week of September 16th through 22nd, 2017. This Week in the IndieWeb is a weekly digest of activities in the IndieWeb community at IndieWeb.org. It contains recent and upcoming events, posts from Indie News, and a summary of wiki edits. This Week in the IndieWeb is sent out on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, with this audio edition appearing the following day. You can find the web edition of This Week in the IndieWeb, including all links and an archive of all past editions, at IndieWeb.org slash this-week. Events Homebrew Website Club is a bi-weekly meetup of people passionate about or interested in creating, improving, building, and designing their own website. Most meetings take place every other Wednesday from 6.30pm to 7.30pm, with an optional quiet writing hour from 5.30pm to 6.30pm beforehand. Homebrew Website Club met on September 20th in Baltimore, Frederick, and San Francisco, as well as a virtual Homebrew Website Club at Central European Time. Homebrew Website Club also met in Berlin on September 21st. You can find photos and links to notes from the events in the newsletter. The next regularly scheduled Homebrew Website Club meeting is October 4th, with Brighton, Baltimore, Portland, and San Francisco confirmed so far. If you're an organizer, please remember to update the wiki with information about your venue, times, and how to RSVP. And remember, you can always find info about the next upcoming Homebrew Website Club meetups at IndieWeb.org next-hwc. Interested in starting a Homebrew Website Club in your city? It can be as simple as grabbing a friend and heading to your favorite coffee shop, bar, living room, or any other meeting place. You can find plenty of information about Homebrew Website Club, including tips for how to organize your own, at IndieWeb.org HWC. Registration is open for Indie Web Camp Istanbul, which begins on September 30th at Koch Universitesi K-Works. You can learn more and register now at IndieWeb.org 2017 Istanbul. Registration is also open for Indie Web Camp NYC, which will take place at Dahlberg Global Development Advisors in New York City on September 30th and October 1st. Learn more and register now at 2017.indieweb.org NYC. And finally, registration is open for Indie Web Camp Berlin, which will take place November 4th and 5th at Contentful GmbH in Berlin, Germany. Learn more and register now at indieweb.org 2017 Berlin. All IndieWeb events follow the IndieWeb Code of Conduct, which can be found at IndieWeb.org COC. And all IndieWeb events are volunteer-run, so if you are interested in helping organize, getting the word out, finding sponsors, and more, let us know in the chat at chat.indieweb.org. Podcasts Aaron Parecki at AaronParecki.com published the first episode of his short-form podcast Percolator, available at percolator.today. 
Inspired by Manton Reese's microcast timetable, Percolator will focus on Aaron's indie web projects and standards work with the W3C. The first episode covers Aaron's thoughts on how to handle Instagram's multi-photo post with his Ownyogram service, which backfeeds Instagram posts to your personal site. Here's a brief summary of posts collected this week by Indie News, a community-curated list of articles relevant to the indie web. You can read more or submit posts of your own at news.indieweb.org. Jonathan Prosy at jonathanprosy.net published a post titled Homebrew Website Club One Year In. In it, Prosy reflects on a year of building his personal website on indie web principles through time spent at Homebrew Website Club Baltimore meetups, including his initial hopes for using his personal site as a way to learn about the static site generation tool Hugo, the tension between spending time working on his site versus posting to his site, and his hopes for the future now that he's moved to WordPress, a more familiar platform. Manton Reese at manton.org published a post titled Tomorrow Matters. In it, Reese describes his recent rediscovery of an old blog post which contained an archive of around 100 tweets from the year 2008. He reflects that posting exclusively to Twitter, a silo known for ephemeral comments, was, quote, an assumption that today mattered more than tomorrow when the opposite is often true. Manton continues, You never know when you want that fleeting comment to actually last, and if you don't control the post, there are few guarantees that it will. And now, a selection of this week's updates from the IndieWeb Wiki at IndieWeb.org. Community and Concepts A new page was created for Multiphoto vs. Collection. It documents the different ways that silos such as Twitter and Instagram allow a single post to contain a mix of one or more photos or videos, as well as difficulties in mapping these posts into microformats markup in ways that preserve ordering, reduce redundancy, and allow tagging of individual photos or videos. Services and Organizations The silo page was updated with a link to a May 2017 post by Eric Pettit at the official unofficial Firefox blog on Medium.com titled Browse Against the Machine. In it, Pettit encourages readers who exclusively use Google's Chrome browser to give Firefox a try. Among the reasons listed, Chrome is designed to capture behavioral tracking data for Google's advertising platforms. The Accelerated Mobile Pages page was updated with a link to a post by Ethan Marcotte at ethanmarcotte.com titled Ampersand. In it, Marcotte discusses the, quote, skewed power differential between those who advocate for Google's AMP usage and those who publish their work on the open web. Marcotte attributes AMP's rapid adoption to the fact that Google prioritizes AMP pages in search results, an enticement that draws in publishers despite the platform's drawbacks. Indie Web Development The Backups page was updated with a link to a post by Christian Weiska at cweiska.de titled My Backup Strategy. The post describes one clear strategy for keeping multiple personal copies of important files, organized by type of information, such as contact info for mobile devices or documents created on a desktop. The Jekyll page has been updated with a link to a GitHub pull request by Barry Frost, which adds Microformats 2 support to the default Jekyll theme minima. If accepted, the change would make all new Jekyll sites more indie web friendly. And finally, the Nanopub page has been updated with more details about the PHP-based Micropub endpoint for static sites. 
Built for static site generators like Hugo, Nanopub currently handles creating notes, articles, replies, bookmarks, and check-ins with support for both form-encoded and JSON data. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening. This English version of This Week in the Indie Web Audio Edition was read and produced by Marty McGuire. If you have suggestions for improving this audio edition of the newsletter, please feel free to contact Marty in the Indie Web chat. This Week in the Indie Web and the Indie News services are provided by Aaron Parecki. Music for this episode included the tracks Day 85, Suit, Day 48, Glitch, Day 49, Floating, Day 9, and Day 11 of Aaron Parecki's 100 Days of Music project. Find out more at 100.aaronparecki.com. Learn more about the IndieWeb at IndieWeb.org and join the discussion via Slack, IRC, or the web at chat.indieweb.org.